Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. So this is uh, my opportunity to uh, share with you this morning. I love prayer. Uh, it just, I, I do not know what people do without prayer. I could not live my life. I wouldn't know where I was going, what I was doing. I would be so lost if I didn't have that prayer in my life. And so this is our oxygen series. It's all about prayer. And I've really loved what God is doing in the midst of us. There's a scripture that's really, uh, if you take this one scripture and meditate it on it every day, um, your life would be completely and utterly changed. It's so encouraging, but it's so challenging at the same time. Oh, we've got a jingler in the background here, haven't we? <laughs> it's a bit like having Santa Claus in here. And for those on the podcast, that's a baby with a noisy toy. All right, it's not Santa Claus. So in 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, verse 16, it says, Always be joyful. Gosh. Do you not feel convicted right now? (laughs) Never stop praying. Oh, my word. Be thankful in all circumstances. Wow. Well, we could just put a full stop there, just all go home, couldn't we? Because it's probably one of the most challenging scriptures, but somehow it's incredibly empowering at the same time. And it says, if you do this, it says, this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ. So, so often we say, God, what is the will of God? What is your will in my life? Well, he says, well, always be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Always pray. And what was the third one? Oh, always be thankful in circumstances. Because this is literally like a platform for you to live by and live off. Because if you can establish this in your heart and in your everyday walk with God, in your everyday make it a habit, then I'm pretty sure this platform becomes a trampoline and we end up uh, just jumping into amazing situations, amazing circumstances and the faithfulness of God. So if you use this every day, if you were to quote this over your life every day and walk in this every day, I am absolutely convinced we would be totally different people. I mean, always be joyful for a start. I mean, my word. There's no excuse for grumpy. (laughs) And uh, I woke up really grumpy yesterday. (laughs) Do Do you ever just wake up grumpy and think, why on earth am I so grumpy? I don't know whether it's because it was a fitful night. I don't know what was going on. But that was just one of my confessions. But what I should have done is quoted, always be joyful. And let it just... just ruminate within me, which I did because I had to do this message. So there we go. (laughs) But really, uh, the habits in our lives are the things that uh, open up to greater things, whether they be bad habits or good habits. It just starts as a stream, doesn't it? They always say, oh, if you do that, that's the thin thin end of the wedge. But, you know, if you have a small stream in your life called prayer, called conversation with God, called everyday talking and having fellowship with him, a small stream rolls into a river or flows into a river and a river flows into an ocean. 
So if you are used to having a small stream of prayer in your life, then it will open up into something greater. And that's what we're trying to portray to you throughout this series, that prayer is amazing and there's so much to pray. There's so much more than what we've just experienced. And that, to me, is a little bit frustrating. I don't know about you, but I feel frustrated in prayer. Every person you talk to, you say, I, you, they say, I don't pray enough. Yeah. Who would here say you prayed enough? <laughs> well, there's no hands. <laughs> because there is always that feeling that we're not praying enough. And we don't want to bring ourselves under guilt. We don't want to bring ourselves under condemnation. But what we do want to do is establish a prayer life that takes us closer to Jesus and also roots us for the rest of our life, that centralizes our hearts so that we know and we're not moved by our emotions, but we are moved by what God says and God sees and we align our hearts. And if you have a small stream in your life, it will end up a river and then it'll end up an ocean. And so what I'm trying to say to you today, everyday conversation will end up you going into a greater prayer life. If you discipline your life in just praying and having that conversation with God. And what I see prayer as, I see prayer as an adventure. Because it's like uncharted waters. And that's really what I've entitled this message as is uncharted waters because I seem to feel within my own heart that there's places in prayer that I haven't gone yet and to me that's incredibly exciting and an adventure an adventurer is overwhelmed with this desire to explore new lands this desire to do something adventurous I mean, they love the ad- adrenaline rush. Talk about adrenaline rush. Who saw me on the back of a Harley Davidson? <laughs> I was in Portugal, no helmet, nothing. I actually was in a fancy dress, but anyway, it was a sight for sore eyes. And the adrenaline rush, I was terrified, but I had this adrenaline rush at the same time. And in prayer, it's almost like that. It's like There's more. There's this thing that just absolutely empowers you and gives you an unction in prayer. And and what I'm going to be doing today is trying to pull by the Spirit more uh, excitement out of your heart to be an adventurer in prayer. You see... um, Bear Grylls, oh, who loves Bear Grylls? <laughs> and uh, Bear Grylls broke his back um, after um, a parachute tr- jump went wrong. And uh, at 3,000 feet, he pulled the cord and it, it opened, but then something really strange happened. He hit the desert floor at such a rate, he broke his back. While on his back recuperating, he sees a picture of Mount Everest. And instead of like probably you and I, we were just like, yeah, that's amazing. Look at that. It triggered something in him that made him get better. And within two years, he reached the summit. Not didn't take him two years. Two years after he <laughs> broke his back, he got to the summit of Everest. Wow. And if you've ever read his book, it's a really incredible book. It's, all, it's uh, very, very inspiring. So he was one of the youngest Britons to climb Mount Everest. And this is one of his quotes from his book. Exploration, I have discovered, is all about taking that one extra step. Now, I preached about this a couple of weeks ago. When you're nearing the pinnacle of a high-altitude mountain, breathing wildly with your physical reserves run dry, and we are reduced to crawling on your knees, it is the heart that matters. 
It is the heart that tips the balance between dragging yourself one step nearer to the summit and turning back to the safety of the camp. And it is at these critical moments and discussions that people distinguish themselves. You see, it is all about the heart. And who feels sometimes like your life is completely dry and you are dragging yourself that one extra step? But I want to say to you, when you get a heart of prayer, when it is your heart that is enabling you to pursue, then it's not just a dragging yourself to that pinnacle, to that place. It's actually an empowered step that you take. And I want to say to you today, wherever you are in your prayer life, I encourage you and urge you to take that extra step. Because it is that decision to make that extra step that will decide whether you reach where you're goal or whether you turn back to the safety of the camp because let's face it sometimes prayer seems like hard work and we're like shall I go this extra way or do I go and do what I want to do or do I sacrifice this moment or do I go and do what everybody else is doing and so there is a choice that all of us have to take in that one extra step and if you take that step it will define you and distinguish you in your prayer life amen Prayer is an adventure, an exploration into the more. You see, Jesus' disciples heard Jesus praying. And what they heard, they were so inspired by, it was so different, that they turned around to Jesus after he'd finished praying and said, can you teach us how to do that? You see, they were inspired. It's not something they heard and thought, yeah, 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 whatever, he does that. You know, but they were so inspired by what they heard and what they saw, they said, We want to do that. And so they said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Now, in Matthew 6, verse 5, it says this And when you pray, mm -hmm, got someone agreeing, (laughs) you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may see, may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to the Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. For your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. In this manner, therefore pray. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. What an incredible prayer that is. You see, it's not about the right words. It's not about what you look like. It's not about your intelligence. It's not about, I've got to have the right formula and then I'll know how to pray. It's not about just saying things over and over and again in a parrot fashion. It's not about that. It's about the heart. And this is what Jesus is saying. He's saying, do not be like those ones that are just uh, just religious and they just 
keep babbling the same thing or they want to be seen by men to be uh, these holy people. But it's about you getting your heart before God. And when you read the Lord's Prayer, the whole of the Lord's Prayer is really about positioning your heart. And when you read it through, you think you can see exactly what Jesus is doing because what Jesus really cares about this morning is not the state of your prayer life, but it is the state of your heart. Because it's always been about your heart. It's always been interested in your heart. It's not what you can do. It's not what you can't do. It's about your heart. And when you bring it back to your heart, you know you can deal with it. If it's situations and circumstances around you, you know you're out of control. But when it comes to your heart, you know that you can bring your heart back into a place because you're the one dealing with it. You're with me here. You understand me. So when you read the Lord's Prayer, let me read it again. Our Father, think about it in positioning your heart. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let me read this again, okay? So if this is the pattern of prayer that God is talking about, that Jesus is talking about, he says you pray like this, in this manner, okay? Now, often what happens is this prayer is just quoted off pat, right? And it becomes as meaningful as something, anything else you've ever read because it becomes a habit. And that's exactly what Jesus was saying, don't do. But he says, what I'm placing before you is a pattern, What I'm placing before you is a structure that you can follow. And throughout all of this, this is about positioning your heart. So let's read it like this now. Our Father in heaven. So he's basically saying, come and praise me. So there we go. Father, we just praise you. I thank you for who you are today. I put you in my life today, number one in my life. I exalt you. I honor you. I praise you. I put you first. Hallowed be your name. You are incredible. You are amazing. You are the one who is stronger than anything else. I adore you today. I give you everything and all of my heart. You are magnificent. You are true. You are faithful. And you go on and on and on and on. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom is what matters to me today and I want to say to you Jesus that I will seek first the kingdom of God because I know that your kingdom is all powerful your kingdom is the thing that needs to be established so I'd hear my heart to your kingdom today and I say your will be done Jesus I don't want to do what I want to do today I want to do what you want to do today let your will be strong in my heart can you see what's happening I want your will to be performed in my life not what I want because I know that your will is better than my will. So I submit myself under the Lordship of Jesus Christ today and I give my will over to you because I want on earth to happen in heaven what is hap- happen on earth what is happening in heaven. So whatever you've planned on hev- in heaven, I want it manifest on earth today. Yeah. Through your will, through your word, I want it manifest on earth today because I know that your ways are greater than my ways. I know that your thoughts are greater than my thoughts so let it happen whatever is established in heaven be established on earth today as 
Uh, Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, I want a revelation from heaven today. I don't want manna from yesterday. I want revelation for today. I want your word to speak to me. I want your word to emanate through me. I want my heart to be transformed by the revelation that I receive from heaven today. Are you with me? It's all about the heart. And forgive us our debts. God, I want to say to you today, I am sorry for everything that I have done that has caused offense. I want to say to you today, everything that has not been in line with you, I just want to say, ah, will you forgive me, God? Will you forgive me for those things that uh, that have caused your heart to just be uh, broken over the things that I've done in my life? I want to say today, God, I am sorry for what I've done. Just as I am going to say, I forgive those all around me that have brought me offense and right now I release them and I forgive them and my heart is free as I let them go and I let you do whatever you need to do in their lives forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation Holy Spirit I know that you are guiding my heart today I know that you are covering me and you are protecting me. And I know when temptation comes that you bring a way of escape. And so I adhere to you now, Holy Spirit, and I let you lead me through. And those things that are a distraction and those things that are causing me to go off, I say to you now, let my eyes and my heart be focused on you, God, so that I will not go to the left and I will not go to the right. But deliver us from the evil one. My heart, Lord God, I thank you that it is protected. I thank you today that you are causing your spirit over my life to be a protection. I thank you that I have been delivered from the evil one because you have conquered him over sin and death has been conquered. And I thank you, Lord, I'm set free from the enemy right now. I thank you for the blood of Jesus that is over me. I thank you I have been delivered from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory. Amen. I declare today it is your kingdom that matters. Release your kingdom, release your power, and release your glory over my life today, over my heart today, so that I will worship you and praise you and see you in my life. Amen. Amen. (sighs) Well, so, I'm a bit dizzy now. Can you see what Jesus is saying? Do you want to learn how to pray? Pray like that. Use the Lord's Prayer, but don't use it as a vain repetition. Use it as a pattern to pray. Most importantly, use it as a tool to position your heart. Because when your heart is positioned, now get this. The Lord's Prayer is like a ship. And as I said, I've entitled this Uncharted Waters. It's like the ship that you're in. It's solid. It's all that you need to venture out. And when you pray the Lord's Prayer, you're positioning yourself. It's almost like you're at the port. And at that point where you've prayed that prayer, you are now ready to venture off into what? See, I could then have gone off into praying in the Spirit. You're positioning your heart because if you position your heart, you know where you're at, right? And you know that God can move in your life. 
And so in your prayer life, start to venture out into the ocean of prayer, into the vastness of God, into the unlimitless of his love. Now you start to venture out because it takes you to this place where then you are ready to move into what God sees, what God is doing, and what God wants to speak to you about. Hello? Because you've positioned your heart first. Now we can venture into the deep. When your heart is in the right place, you can go anywhere. In 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, and this is what I mean by this. It says, this is what the scripture means when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his, say it, spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. When you've positioned your heart in prayer, you are clear and ready to go. All right? And so now God wants to reveal things for you to see that maybe you wouldn't have seen before because you're caught up in your own ownness. (laughs) He wants us to hear and he wants to reveal things into our heart that have not been seen, that have not been heard. And that's what I mean by uncharted waters. Because you can stay in your prayer life of your ship and never go into uncharted waters. And this is where we need to take a step forward in our prayer life and say, okay, I'm going to stop doing my habitual stuff because it's limited. I'm going to stop speaking the same things because I'm so used to hearing my voice on board myself. And, and now it's time, once you've done that, now you venture into that place where I can see, ear can hear, and heart can understand. So you're going into a different dimension. You're going into a different dynamic, yeah. all right? And so, um, but it says in Corinthians, it said, these things, I've prepared you. I've prepared them, Right? So if you imagine the uncharted waters, that there are things out there that God has prepared for every single one of you. You've not seen it yet. You've not even heard it. It's not even entered into your mind, which is terribly exciting, isn't it? (laughs) Who wants to be an explorer this morning and just venture out and find out what God has prepared? But he doesn't leave it as a secret. He says, I'm going to reveal them by my spirit. And who knows that we have the spirit of God within us and deep calls to deep. His spirit comes and comes upon us and our spirit man goes, yeah, yeah, I recognize this. This is the spirit of God because we are spirit people and God is spirit. And this connection happens deep calls to deep at the sound of his waterfalls, his billows blow over me. And before you know it, you've got a connection in spirit You're not just in your mind because you can pray lovely prayers, amazing prayers, declaring prayers, powerful prayers out your mind. But when you start praying with your spirit, then my goodness, something incredible starts to happen. You see, you could taxi on a runway in a plane all the days of your life and you could just taxi along the runway. You could even do a little bit of a detour. 
But I tell you what happens when you start, oh, now I can feel the spirit. When you start praying in the spirit, you start opening up that throttle and your power starts to go on. And instead of taxiing it and remaining on the ground, you end up getting a lift. And everybody needs to take a lift in their prayer life. You need to get into the air. You need to soar. You need to see things from a different perspective. Because you've got to get out of your head. I'm going off peace now, right? You've got to get out of your head, right? That's why God has given us the gift of tongues, all right? Because there comes a point, and I know I found this in my prayer life, I get stuck because I don't have the right words, or I don't have a flow of words, or my situation is getting too wearisome, too confusing, too fearful, that that's dictating to me. My emotions are dictating to me more than what the spirit is. And that's when you need the lift, right? You've got to say, right now, I'm going to actually... Start speaking in tongues because I need to bypass my emotions and my brain. And I need it to start... They always say, this is your Noah here, right? I always say, this is your spirit. Who knows where it is, right? (laughs) But you know what I mean, right? This is where you feel like you know, right? You just know. It's the very core of your being. It's the part that... Christ has made alive. And it's like when your spirit man starts to just rev up on the inside, you can feel. And I've had prayer times where I've started, where I started with you, and then suddenly you just take off and you just start speaking in tongues. If you haven't been baptized in the spirit, I say to you, be baptized in the spirit. I've left my notes now. But when I was baptized in the spirit, right, I was brought up traditional church, Great church, taught the word, but didn't believe that the Holy Spirit was for today. I moved churches and I went to this thing called like Alpha or Firm Foundations. And it was at that point I knew that there was more. Something wasn't a light in me. It was like it was like I had everything. I loved God and everything, but there was something more. And I went to this place and I got, and we were just standing in the room and said, we're going to be prayed to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I was like, well, I kind of don't know what that is, but I'll have it anyway. (laughs) Sounds good to me. And uh, so we were just standing. I mean, it was a bit of a kumbaya type thing, really. We're all all holding hands. And uh, uh, But uh, the power of God came. And I was very shy. And anyway, that's another story. But when... God hit me when I was immersed in the Holy Spirit, when I was filled from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I tell you, talk about like, the only way I can describe it is like a V8. (laughs) It's like a Range Rover Sport 5 litre V8 supercharged petrol engine. (laughs) Who's with me now? <laughs> and I, te- I can honestly say, all of God, nothing of me. And he just baptized me f- just in the spirit. And I ended up on my back. Like, I opened my eyes thinking, that's the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> I was that way up, now I'm that way up. And, and from that moment on, I was such a changed person because I could see. 
I could, I could hear God. It's like all my senses woke up. So I could see what God was showing me. I could hear what God was saying. I could feel. It's like I could actually feel. And I spoke in tongues. And from then on, my prayer life just went off like supercharged. And praying in the Spirit. And the Bible says, don't just pray in the Spirit. Pray in your own language, in, in your own tongue, but also pray in the Spirit. And the Bible says, I want you to do both. I want you to pray in the Spirit. I want you to pray in tongues. Everybody, he says, should pray in tongues. That's what the Bible says in Corinthians. I want everyone to pray in tongues, but all the more, I want everyone to prophesy. Because when you prophesy, you build the church. When you edify, you comfort. What's the other one? Anyway, I've got it here somewhere because I went off piste. Here we go. 1 Corinthians 14. Let love be the highest goal. See what, see what's happening again? Centralizing your heart to make sure where it's coming from. Yeah. God's all about centralizing your heart the whole time. If that's all you ever do every day, centralize your heart in God, I tell you what, it's going to do you, I can't even tell you how much it will change your life. But you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will, also, you will be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysteries. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. I wish you could all speak in tongues, but even more, I wish you could all prophesy. For prophesy is greater than speaking in tongues unless someone interprets that you are say, uh, what you are saying to the whole church will be strengthened. And so you're going, we're going from Lord's Prayer to praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues, Praying in tongues reveals the mysteries of heaven, the treasures of heaven. When I pray in tongues, I actually start to see what God is doing. And from praying in tongues to go into a place of a prophetic where you can see and you can hear and you can understand what God is doing. This is where God wants to take you on your journey of prayer. These are the uncharted waters because he's going to reveal them by his spirit. Amen? And so you become so accurate in your prayers because you're not just praying, you're praying according to what the Spirit is revealing. And uh, there's a story in um, 2 Kings where the king of Syria is at war with the king of Israel. And they want to take the take the the army the king of syria wants to you know fight with the army but every time that the king of syria goes we'll camp here and then we'll get them there uh it is revealed to elisha and the plans are thwarted every time and it really starts to tick the king of syria off because he says i know that one of you is betraying me i know that you're you're telling them where we are I said, oh, no, 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 no. It's that man of God, Elisha. He knows, he knows, King, he knows what you're saying in your bedroom. I mean, how scary is that? <laughs> and, and so what basically happens is that the king of Syria sends an entire army out to Dothan to get Elisha, an entire army to get him. I mean, how frightened is he of Elisha? And in 2 Kings, I'll very quickly say this. Um, 
verse 14, it says, Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there, and they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, uh, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then, then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire around Elisha. I pray that you will see. I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of the calling. You see, there is so much more than just what we're seeing right now. There is the realm of the Spirit. And if you've been praying for any length of time, I want to say to you and encourage you, have a look in the realm of the Spirit. Don't just have a look about what's going on here and what's going on there. And he said that and she said that and that happened and that happened. No, have a look in the realm of the Spirit. There are so many more who are with us than against us I want to know that God has already prepared something for you in your situation and if you can get out of your head and start praying in the spirit he'll start to reveal those things there have been so many keys that I've picked up when I've been praying in the spirit with the spirit and all of a sudden a picture has come flash just a quick flash through my mind and it has told me exactly what to pray and exactly what to do I have brought my children out of places that could have been dangerous but God has showed me how to pray as a mother and now they are here today so I want to say to you that God wants to reveal in the realm of the spirit don't get caught up in the natural get caught up in what God wants to show you the result was a victory Elisha said blind their eyes and God blinded the entire army's eyes and he led them right into uh, the uh, into Israel and Basically, they didn't kill them. They gave them a food, and then there was peace from there on. See, it's a different perspective. And wherever you are in your prayer life today, I want you to know you can pray powerful, effective prayers. Got to position your heart first. Desire to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Use the gift of tongues to unlock those mysteries of heaven. And allow your spirit realm. Sometimes when you pray in tongues, it's almost like a river is flowing out of you. Then start to prophesy as God shows and reveals those things in your life. And I just want to finish with this. The power of declaring and decreeing. Now, Caroline spoke about this when she spoke about her testimony. She said, we declared. We declared. And then the change comes. Stay with me, church. Stay with me. See, I want you to know that when you get to that place where you can see and hear and understand, that you are working and moving in the authority that God has given you. As an individual, as a child of God, you are enabled, enabled to stand in that place that the Bible says we are above and not beneath. We are seated in Christ in heavenly places. Now, I want to say to you that declare and decree are two very different things. To declare in the Hebrew means to make known or free from obscurity. So basically, when you go through customs 
and they say to you, have you anything to declare? It's the same thing. Because to declare is what you have possession of. All right? And so when the Bible says declare, it's what you already possess that you declare. So you possess, in your prayer life, you possess the faithfulness of God. You possess the grace of God. You possess those things that he has poured out upon you and given you. You possess the victory. And so when you say, I declare the victory, then you declare with that authority what you already possess. So that is how you declare. And when you speak a declaration in the realm of the Spirit, you're speaking with authority, but you're also speaking the truth of what God has given you in your life. And therefore, truth has to be established and every lie has to fall short. And so you're making known of what already that you have. All right? So when you get to that place and you're feeling like, I'm not sure, my, the ground beneath me feels a bit dodgy, you start declaring. I declare the faithfulness of God. I declare the mercy. I declare the grace. I declare my salvation. I declare the authority. I declare these things. Okay, now we go on to decree. And decree is quite different decree is this it's the truth of the heavenly realm being made manifest alright so it's the kingdom your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven is a decree alright and so it becomes your daily reality it is the truth that is cannot be argued it is the same as when a conviction is decreed over someone and this is your sentence there is no argue there is the law is behind it you cannot argue it same when you decree the law of god is behind it and nothing can argue with it so even when there is sickness you decree healing because in that decree, it is the law of the realm of the spirit. It is the law of the kingdom. And so everything that opposes that has to fall away, has to cut away. So you have to learn how to declare and you have to learn how to decree. If you, I decree God's provision over my life. I decree the abundance over my life. And as you do that, you've gone from this place, and I'm really wrapping this up quick. I know you're with me. But you've gone from this place where you've prayed the pattern, you've positioned your heart. Then you've allowed the Holy Spirit to start to move, and you're speaking in tongues, and you're starting to see and hear and understand it. And then you're starting to get the prophetic. You're starting to understand what God, and God is revealing those things for a purpose, because then you can start declaring and decreeing. I want you to go on this journey. If we had time, we'd have a prayer meeting right now. But I want you to understand that what God has given you is great power. I don't have a chance any more time. That's my tissue in case I cried last night. 
really really quickly right and I've gone over time I remember a time when we were praying with our congregational pastors now listen to me now we were a small church we had no money to buy a building we had we were going from hotel to hotel we got together and we prayed like we prayed every week with our congregational pastors Bob and Phyllis at the time sisters these three lovely ladies here and we prayed and we prayed in the spirit we got our hearts right we prayed in the spirit and I have no word of a lie God revealed exactly the same picture to all four of us at the same time and we saw these three treasure chests right and each treasure chest was closed and it had like a rock viola dog on the top and we all saw it and we go, did you see it? I saw that, I saw that. And that can only be God, right? This is what's been revealed in the realm of the spirit. And in one tre- treasure chest, and he fell off the stage, <laughs> was bronze. In the next treasure chest was silver. And in the next was gold. And we spent all our time, first on the bronze, declaring and decreeing, that it shall be ours. And we worked our way all the way up to gold. And each time, we knew when it was time because that dog would go. That demon of lack and poverty would be gone. And it was a few weeks after that, out of the blue, £125,000 was given to the church, which enabled us to buy this building. I encourage you to pray in the Spirit position your heart have a look sometimes it's a quick picture sometimes it's a bit of scripture that comes up you suddenly hear it sometimes it's one word from heaven but it's all you need to reveal those things that God has prepared thanks for listening if you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times then don't forget to visit our website www.junctionchurch.com. God bless.